That's right. Amen. Had a blessing tonight. I preached Monday night and Tuesday night at the Bible Baptist Church in Harriman, Tennessee. But it wasn't the same Bible Baptist Church as the one in Rossville. I can tell you that much. And uh, that's not, I'm not being critical of that church when I say that. We had a good revival meeting or uh, two nights of meeting. I, another preacher's finishing out. But uh, I love to be at this church. I appreciate uh, this church and I thank God for his presence. And on a Wednesday night, to hear youth choir singing, to hear, spe- uh, hear testimonies, to hear preaching, we're blessed, aren't we? Amen. God doesn't owe us anything. We don't deserve it. But we are blessed tonight. Amen. Psalms 46, if you'll stand with us tonight. I appreciate Brother Grant has probably preached as many of these psalms as I have. Uh, but I appreciate him uh, preaching uh, Wednesday nights. And I try to never miss this past month. I've had to miss uh, two Wednesday nights, mainly because of, uh, in November, mainly because of some uh, missionary churches' works. And so, uh, but I don't like to miss, I'll be honest with you. If I can get out of a revival on Wednesday, I'm going to do everything I can uh, just to be here and uh, limited at that as well. Psalms 46 and verse number 1. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Salaam. Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to seize, and the ends of the earth he breaketh the bow, and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Salah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then you can be seated tonight. Father... I want to thank you for the good singing, for the testimonies. Lord, how our hearts have been encouraged and lifted up. Lord, just by letting the redeemed of the Lord say so. God, I pray that you'll bless every individual tonight. I pray that you'll touch the preaching of thy word these next few moments. God, give us something tonight that'll help us the rest of this week. I pray you'll give us the right word at the right moment. Now, in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. When we come to Psalms chapter 46, this psalm is like so many other psalms where that the emphasis as the psalmist is talking about here, he looks back at the past, he looks at the present, and then he looks at the prospect or the future. Uh, many times when the psalmist would write, they would think about the millennial days. They would think about a time that would come when the earth would be filled with the knowledge of God and that the King of Kings, the Messiah, would sit upon the throne of David and would rule that uh, rule the world uh, uh, with a rod of iron. We know that Revelation 19 uh, defines that as we see it in other places in the word of God. But the psalmist did not fully understand. They fully did not see what was around the corner. They saw a lot of things. They saw the cross. They saw uh, they saw the crown. But they did not see the church. Amen. As Brother De- uh, Samuel was talking just a while ago, many of them uh, were blinded to the truth of the Messiah when Jesus even came to this world. They said, let his blood be 
upon us and upon our people and rightfully so it has been these last 2,000 years and we know that we love the Jew but I want to say tonight I'm glad that we as the church uh, we see the gospel, amen? We see the church, uh, we can see the beginning and I'm glad we can understand the end, amen? I don't know everything that's gonna happen in the end but I know enough to excite me to know that thank God that I'm glad that he is coming and when he comes uh, thank God we'll reign with him for 1,000 years upon this earth. Uh, well in Psalms chapter 46 tonight there's three things that the psalmist talks about. He talks about this great refuge uh, as he mentions in verse number one God is our refuge and strength. Uh, you'll notice he mentions it again in verse number seven and then again in verse number 11 as he said the Lord of hosts is with us the God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. And so he highlights this refuge and then he highlights the river as he says in verse number four I think it is uh, he says there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. He talks about a refuge. Uh, he talks about a river and then he talks about this ruler here as he says uh, the Lord of hosts. Amen. He talks about when God comes back in verse number eight. He said come behold the works of the Lord what desolations he hath made in the earth. Uh, he said he maketh the wars to seize unto the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow and he cut the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. What does all this mean tonight? When the psalmist talks about the refuge uh, and he talks about the river and he talks about this great ruler, what's he talking about? He's telling Israel, he's, he's encouraging Israel, he's giving them a promise uh, that there is one that's coming. It's the very one that's our refuge now. He's coming one of these glorious days uh, and he'll put all the enemies under his feet. Uh, he'll be the king of kings. Uh, he'll be the Lord of lo lords. Uh, he is the captain of the captains uh, and he'll rule this earth uh, uh, during that millennial time. Amen. He, but until then, you know what he is? He's our refuge. Amen. This great ruler that's gonna reign is our refuge. Notice with me in verse number one, he's not just any refuge, but he's a peculiar refuge. As the Bible said, God is our refuge. There is no other refuge like God, amen? I'm telling you, friend, he's a place we can run to. He's a place that we can hide in. He's a place that we can find shelter from the storm. God is someone that has all the answers because God is the answer, amen. God is someone tonight that's got all the resources because he never runs out of resources because he is the resource. Everything that you and I know, you know who it came from. It all came from God, amen. I'm telling you, friend, he's peculiar because he's the answer. He's the resource. He's our provision tonight. I'm telling you, he's the one that puts food on our table. He puts clothes on on our back. He's put the shoes on our feet. He's paid every power bill. He's the one that runs water through the tap. He's the one that heats the house up. He's the one that watches over us when we go up and down the road. What a refuge. He's a refuge that never falters. He's a refuge that never fails. He's a refuge that never forgets. I'm telling you, you may forget God sometime, and I may, but God never forgets us. He never walks out 
He never walks away. He never worries about anything. I'm just talking about this refuge. He's a peculiar refuge because he said, I'm God, and besides me, there is none other tonight. Amen. I want to just stop and say on a Wednesday night, I don't know if you feel like shouting on Wednesday night, but I sure do. I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I'm glad I've been washed in the blood. I'm glad he's my refuge. God is a refuge, amen. And he's a very peculiar refuge. There is no refuge like God. If you tell the world God's your refuge, they'll laugh at you. You know that? Because the world doesn't know God. If you try to tell them how good God is, they'll think you've lost your mind. They think you need to be put in a straitjacket and fed some pills somewhere. You know why? Because they're blind. But can I tell you, friend, anybody that's ever met him knows that he may be a peculiar refuge, but he's a precious refuge. He'll be there when you need him, every time you need him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God, he doesn't walk out on us. God doesn't ever get stressed. God doesn't ever get discouraged. God doesn't ever have to ask nobody for help. He don't need propped up. He don't need reinforcement. God doesn't need an army. He doesn't need a, listen, he doesn't need a security system. He doesn't need a backup plan. He don't need a plan B. There's never an afterthought with God. There's never an accident with God. He's large and in charge. He's a peculiar refuge tonight, amen. And then I see here that he's a present refuge. He said God is our refuge tonight. He didn't say God was our refuge. God is our refuge. The very God that was a refuge to the children of Israel when they crossed the Red Sea and walked through the wilderness land. That's our refuge tonight in 2018. The very God that called Abraham out of the earth of the Chaldee. The very God that walked with him. My friend, the very God that delivered backslid Lot from Sodom and Gomorrah. That's our refuge tonight. I'm telling you, the very God that put meal in the bottom of that barrel, a barrel for that widow woman. That's our refuge tonight. That sustained her and her son through the famine, the very God that put oil in that little cruise and paid the debt for that widow woman. That's our refuge tonight. He's not changed. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. What a refuge. And the God of yesterday is still the God of today. He's a present refuge tonight. Amen. If you wonder if God can take care of you and take care of your problem tonight, I encourage you to go home and just ramsack the scriptures, amen? Just go through the pages of the word of God and look at how many miracles are in the Bible. Look at how many times God fed the 5,000. He fed the 4,000. Look at how many times he raised the dead. Look at how many times he healed the leopard. Look at how many times God took care of the maniacs and those that were full of devils. Look at all the times that God took care of the nation Israel how that he took care of David, how that he watched over Elijah, how he cared for Elisha, how that God was there when Jeremiah was in prison and he walked with Isaiah and he was with Ezekiel. He doesn't never fail anybody. He's a present refuge and the same God that did it then, he can do it again tonight, amen. The same God that loved them, he loves you and I tonight. I'm talking about a present refuge, amen. He's a peculiar refuge. He's a present refuge. But notice he said, God is our refuge. He's a personal refuge tonight. 
Oh, I can shout because he's your refuge. But I'm shouting tonight because he's my refuge too. I'll shout with you for him being a refuge to you. But I'm glad I'm not on the outside looking in, friend. I'm glad I'm not on the other side of the glass wishing I was on the inside. There's a lot of things I wanted to be a part of and never got to be a part of. There's a lot of things I never qualified to fit in. But I'm telling you, friend, I'm glad that the blood of Jesus qualified me, saved, sanctified me, put me in the family of God. And brother, he loves me tonight. As the songwriter said, like I was, his only child. I'm telling you, think about God as it's already been said. Loving a bunch of old, dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinners like you and I. We wasn't worth shooting, amen? We deserved to go to hell. But God, through love and mercy and grace, he found us. He came to where we was. He picked us up. He said, I won't just leave you where I found you, but I'll go with you always, even to the end of the world. He is our rest refuge tonight, amen. God has a plan for you and he has a plan for me. Me and my wife were talking the other morning, we was fixing to leave the house and uh, I'm telling you, we was talking about how good God's been to us. Brother, I'm telling you, I'm like Brother Laddie said, I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with having gifts at Christmas time, but if you didn't have one present under the tree, hell, isn't, isn't that right? He's still worth serving tonight. Brother, I'm telling you, growing up, we didn't get gifts under the tree. I mean, uh, uh, we grew up in a home where alcohol just about taken everything. And so Christmas time wasn't a very joyful occasion uh, down at our house for most Christmases. Uh, uh, but I tell you, when I got saved, uh, I found a lily in my valley. I found the sweet rose of Sharon. I found honey that come out of the rock. Uh, I found something worth living for. Uh, and I'd rather be saved tonight and know Jesus in the free pardon of sin and have God as my refuge uh, as to have all the money money and all the riches and the diamonds and the rubies that this world could ever offer. Amen. God is personal tonight. He is a personal God. He speaks to you. Don't you thank God that he speaks to you tonight? Brother, I like it when he talks to me. Listen, I don't see visions in Revelation, but I'll tell you in that book, God talks to me. Brother, that's not in it. This ain't, this ain't some encyclopedia to me tonight. This isn't, a, they call it the good book. I don't call it the good book. It's God's book. It's the Bible. It's the word of God. I don't use the, the, the phrases of this world. In fact, there's a lot of worldly phrases that filters into our churches. And I, 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 just, I just refuse to use those phrases. I was in church the other day and a guy was telling me something. He said, you know, it was kind of a God thing. That just burnt me up one side and down the other. Y'all pray for me. I don't like that phrase, God thing. That's, that's what the world uses. And contemporary people use that. No, it, it's a miracle or it's not a miracle. Isn't that right? It's not a God thing. God isn't a thing and what God does uh, is a miracle or, or it's his word. Uh, but I want to use Bible terminology, don't you? Uh, I'm not trying to fit into the latest and the greatest uh, of what they're trying to say. Uh, why don't they just own up and say, well, God came through. I can understand that language. Uh, or God answered prayer. Or God, his providential hand went to work. Now those are words I can understand. I'm telling you, listen, he speaks to us, amen. I'm telling you, when we do wrong, he'll talk to us, uh, 
When we do right, he'll talk to us. When we get lazy, he'll talk to us. When we're going through the storm, he'll talk to us. When we peel our head at night, he'll whisper to us. When we get up in the morning and pray, he'll talk to us. What about a God that's not dead, but he's a God that's alive. He is a personal refuge today. God is not a it. He's not a thing. He's more of a person than what we are. Because God was not made in our image. We were made in the image of God. He's more real than any of us tonight. And I love him, don't you? He's a personal refuge. And then he's a powerful refuge. He said, God is our refuge, and notice this, and strength. Amen. God isn't just someone that covers us and protects us, but he empowers us. He gives us ability. He gives us strength. Growing up and after I got saved, I I used to think about what, I kind of had a hard time understanding the power of God. I thought, well, I really don't know the power of God. The, the power, and there's depths to the power of God, and there's depths that we will never know until we get to eternity, and I'm not even sure we'll know the depths of the power of God then. But when we think about the power of God, I thought uh, growing up as a young Christian, I would think to myself, I don't really know uh, what the power of God is in my life, but I found out that the power is in his word, Amen. The power is when we believe the word of God. It's in faith and believing the word. There's power in obedience to the word. When we, when we do what the word of God says, it empowers us. But the power of God is not something that, that, we, uh, uh, that we, some supernatural power. It is supernatural power, but it's not some supernatural power in our life to, to show some display of the flesh, to elevate ourselves so that people will think great of us or anything. No, you know what the power of God is? It is the ability to do do what you cannot do within yourself. Amen. I'm going to be honest with you tonight. I cannot preach. Amen. Singers, you cannot sing. Teachers, you cannot teach. Amen. And sometimes we hit it and sometimes we miss it. I, I feel pretty good in my soul tonight. But I'll tell you, there's sometimes I get up and preach. I want out of it as bad as the rest of you do. Amen. I'm looking for a hole to exit as quick as anybody else. I mean, brother, if you don't strike oil, you might as well quit boring. Amen. But there has been a few times. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, God came on the scene. He gave the ability to do what I knew I could not do within myself. Brother, I'm telling you tonight, that is the power of God. Amen. Talking about witnessing people, that's the power of God. To walk up to somebody and to present Jesus Christ to them takes the power of God. The ability. He is a powerful refuge. He is our strength. Listen, you try to do things within yourself, you'll fade out. But if you ask God for the strength, you know, sometimes when I cannot conquer sin in my life, there was a time I would not say this, but I feel like it would help somebody tonight. There have been sins that I, besetting sins, I know unbelief is always a besetting sin, but there have been other things in my life that the Holy Spirit would deal deal with me about and I would do my very best to conquer it. And I would fail. And God would let me fail and fail and fail until the light came on. And I would finally just say, Lord, I'm never going to win this battle. I can't overcome this in my life. Would you please help me? You know what he does then? That's what I've been waiting for. You can't overcome that sin. 
If you did, if you did all you'd do is think you'd done something. So I let you fail and I let it get the best of you enough until you got so sick of it that you asked me for strength to overcome it. I'm telling you tonight, we can overcome more things than what we think we can if we'll ask and trust. Maybe there's something in your life tonight you say, well, I've just tried to overcome it and I can't. Ask God for strength. Ask Him to help you. He'll give you power that's beyond yourself. Then I want to say tonight, He's not only a powerful refuge, but He is a punctual refuge. The Bible says a very present help in trouble. You know God is never a second late in our life. God don't never show up a day late. He don't always show up when I mark it on my calendar. But he always shows up on time. Just like with Lazarus and you know the story. Four days late but still on time. God's delays are not his denies. Just because God don't move at our timetable, it doesn't mean that he's slacking. It doesn't mean that he's unaware. It doesn't mean that he's not doing something that we cannot see, but God is working behind the scenes. I remember one time I needed the Lord to do something. And I prayed, I prayed. I said, God, would you please, would you do this for me? And for five years, it seemed like God didn't answer my prayer. I asked him to change the situation in my life. And for five years, it stayed the same. It drove me crazy every day of my life. I would get, it, I would get encouraged and then I'd get discouraged. And then, kind of be honest with me, sometimes I'd get aggravated. And I'd pray to the Lord. I'd say, God, would you please, would you change my situation? And it was like God would not even answer me. I went through that those five years. Then one day, I remember going down the road in my truck to work. And I said, God, I said, I'll tell you where I'm at with this. If you never change this again, if this is how it's going to be from here to the graveyard. I'm tired of whining. I'm tired of being discouraged. I'm just going to go ahead and thank you from here to the end. If this is your lot for me, then this is what I'll do. And I'll just go ahead and thank you for it. You know, about six months later, God changed that. And I remember going through a period of years. I thought, I wonder, I wonder why, I wonder why. God, you could have done it way back then. Why five years? You know, I couldn't see then so many, and I don't see everything now. I don't have it all figured out now, and I probably never will, but I, I can tell you something 20 years later, what I see about it, Brother Daniel. I'm thank God. I'm so glad he didn't answer my prayer the first time. But he let five years go by because God said, I got to work some things in you. I got to work a lot of stuff out of you. I got to prepare you. And then I got to put some things in you that you're going to bump. I couldn't believe this. I bumped into people through life that has said, Look, preacher, let me tell you where I'm at. And they would start telling. And boy, I'm telling you, I mean, about two minutes in, I'm thinking, oh, they're reading my story. Has anybody ever done that for you? They are reading. In my mind, I, done, I, I forget. I don't even listen to them anymore. My mind is going back to those days. You say, preacher, what are you saying? 
I'm saying God don't always do things when we ask Him, but we ought to keep asking. Because when the time is right, He is a very present help in trouble. God shows up. Don't you know the devil gets so mad when he thinks he's got somebody back so far in the corner? There is no way out but God. But God. He always finds a way. God always, somehow it looks like there is no way, but God makes a way. Somehow it looks like there is no resource, but then God, out of some un, unnatural or some, some way that it looked like, there, God brings, God brings the, the source in. God walks through ways and God, he, he, he comes about in areas of our life that we would never have seen him coming in that direction. You say, well, why does he do it that way? Because he wants to show us who he really is and that we can trust him and that even when we can't track him, he's not gonna fail us. He's not gonna forget us. He's not gonna walk away from us. When I can't feel my way through, I'll just keep on trusting because somewhere standing in those shadows, you will find him, hallelujah, he'll step out in the spotlight of time, he'll be there between you and the storm, he'll hold all the hell back, he'll send in what's needed, when it's needed the most, right on time because that's who he is he is our refuge tonight as we stand I need him more tonight than I've ever needed him in all my life I need him tonight Maybe tonight there's something you need to put on this altar. I don't know. You obey God. He'll be a refuge to you. Brother, I'm telling you, it may be something tonight that only you and him knows about. But I'm telling you, God, he will take care of you. He will be there. You can trust him when you can't see where your next footstep is. God will be there. And when it looks like things are the darkest, if you'll call out to him, He'll be there to help you. That's who he is. While Brother Brian sings tonight, you obey God.